we are on the brink of a mental health crisis. And this is why I am so appreciative of the folks over at BetterHelp. They provide the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. Sign up today. Go to BetterHelp.com and use the promo code Solving Healthcare and get 10% off sign-up fees. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community, discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to Quad podcast 99 at gmail.com reach out on facebook at quadcast or online at drquadjo.ca welcome to solving healthcare i'm quadro caramante I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in ottawa and the founder of resource optimization network we are on a mission to transform healthcare in canada I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast Nation, welcome back. I'm really excited about this whole cast for so many reasons, but, but before we jump into it, I want to tell you about our Substack page, Solvent Healthcare Media, where you will, will receive a one-stop shop for healthcare solutions. What am I talking about? If you want to learn how to improve your health and wellness, how we're going to improve the healthcare system as a whole, as we many of you know, we're, this is crazy times in healthcare right now, but this is a platform where we, we talk solutions. So we got it in video posts, blogs, courses, to empower folks, ebooks, discount offers for for many of our health and wellness content, all on one platform, so we can empower the population to get healthier and fitter and sound of mind. It's a beautiful initiative that I'm really proud of. The team we've been growing, and folks, this is only going to get better. So, jump on quadcast.substack.com, sign up today, and you will not be disappointed. So. I want to talk to you about our latest book, 10 Optimal Health and Wellness Tips That Will Transform Your Life. And why do we produce this? A lot of people in the health and wellness space, it's saturated. There's so much information out there. It's hard to sift through all the articles, the social media posts. It's hard to know what's what. And, you know, we've been in this landscape now for three and a half years and you get a sense of what is going to be some of the most efficient ways of making you fitter, making you healthier, making you your improve your wellness, reduce burnout. And so we put it together on one in one book and we'll talk about it a little bit today here. So when it comes down to the foundations, we believe it's all about what you eat. It's about movement it's about how we manage our stress, how we reduce our stress, 
and how we create that sense of community. And when we talk about these 10 tips, these 10 approaches, this is what we talk about. And you're not going to be able to do all, all of them. You're not going to be able to approach all these, these suggestions and, and transform your life. But there's going to be one or two in there that, in my opinion, you dive into, you take it, take it more seriously and you go all in. It can transform your life, whether you are trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to improve your muscle mass, whether you're trying to improve your your mood and, and your wellness, there's, there's a solution here. So let's jump on it. So first, when we talk about the 80-20 of improving your health and your wellness, in my opinion, comes down to nutrition. And within that, thinking about what we eat, my number one suggestion is increasing protein intake for so many reasons. Number one, most suggestions for protein intake is way underdosed. Most people should be looking at 0.7 to 1 gram per pound for for protein intake. And what does that do? Number one, gives you the fuel to be able to increase your lean body mass. And we'll talk a little bit about that too. But increasing your, your lean muscle mass increases your metabolic rate, reduces your risk of diabetes, helps reverse some of the metabolic syndrome. So many benefits of increasing your lean body mass. In addition, increasing your protein intake, you're fuller. You are less likely to eat garbage if you are increasing your protein intake. And a lot of people ask, ask like, what, what, like, where, what's your sources of protein? Like, for in our house, it's meat. Whether it's beef, chicken, pork, uh, fish, eggs. Love the Greek yogurt, cottage cheese. Uh, and if you're looking for discount versions or ways of making it affordable, certainly ground beef, canned tuna or canned fish, cottage cheese, all, all forms of, of, of high in protein, uh, nutrient dense foods that will overall allow you to increase your protein intake, increase that muscle mass, be fuller, less likely to, to fill up on junk. And in fact, I just read a paper. Hopefully we'll put a link into it in the show notes, but I just read a paper of three interventions that improve, uh, diabetics, weight and, and glucose management. And out of the three high protein fasting and low carb, high protein was number one. And, you know, you want to individualize what you eat. Certainly with, with to each person, but this one, honestly, I feel like it's, it's a no brainer. It really is a no-brainer. You increase your protein, you're not, your glucose management is going to be better. You're less likely to fill up on junk. You will, you'll feel better. You'll get less of a that insulin spike. And the other thing that I like about high protein is even if you have a fairly high-carb meal, it can often shelter that insulin spike. It could reduce that insulin increase, allow you for a more steady glucose state, which in, in some ways it's protective. So if, when, when I had a, a continuous glucose monitor, 
courtesy of NutriSense. And thank you. When I had pasta, for example, if I loaded it up with a bunch of ground beef, like, uh, like my, my glucose response was not the same compared to having a heavily pasta meal without the high levels of protein. So I really and truly believe this is a, a ticket for a lot of people to, to feel better, lose weight and, uh, and just improve the health and wellness. Second in my list, intermittent fasting or time restricted eating. I'll give the caveat, like all these things aren't for everybody necessarily, but the ones, the few people I've seen, the many people I've seen that have gone to intermittent fasting or time restricted eating, it could be very transformative. So what you, you see a few definitions of intermittent fasting. I'm mostly thinking of time restricted eating. So there you'll see like a five and two or 16, eight approach. So five and two is in a seven day week. You eat what you normally eat on five days a week. In two days, you go through a 24-hour fast. The 16 and 8, which is what I practice, is I I fast for 16 hours and uh, eat in an eight-hour window. So for me, I'll, I'll have my last meal around 8, eight o'clock or eat my last food at 8 o'clock and won't have anything till 12. So basically st- skipping breakfast. And what that allows for is a more extended period of insulin not being uh, centerpiece. It allows uh, folks a shorter window to eat or consume calories. So for many people that are overweight or struggling with their weight, if you eat a fairly regular, fairly regular sized meals during your Indian window while you're trying to lose weight, this could be a significant tool. And many people obviously obviously see the benefit, but I've also seen people stagnate early with fasting. And my my personal opinion is often they take it too far. Like I, I don't think there's much, most people don't benefit from the longer fast. I think there's a higher stress response and cortisol response that kind of mitigate that reduces the impact of uh, of what fasting would have. So, my opinion is more the time restricted eating, where it's sixteen eight or fourteen ten, if you want. But this is this is a good tool for many folks. And what I always say is, start slow. You don't have to change the world on the first day. You know, if you want to start your first meal, doesn't start till nine or ten or eleven, and just creep up. Go for it. You want to put some. You want to use coffee as a as a, a tool to get you through, which I do all, all the time. I'm drinking black coffee right now. It's twelve twenty six p.m. I'm gonna to need to eat soon, though. That's maybe why my brain is broken. <laughs> but yeah, you want to put cream in there. You want to break your fast early. Don't be a hero. It's more the principle of of trying to uh, move towards a goal. And honestly. I, Personally, I I love it for a few reasons. One, during my eating window, I don't really think about how much I'm eating. I'll eat as much as I want. But whether it's steak, whether it's ground beef, whether it's whatever it is, I'll just go to town. And realizing that I'm probably unlikely if I'm eating like normal food to overdo it. 
to to overdo my uh, calorie consumption. It, it's convenient. I just leave the house. I don't have to f- figure out breakfast and so forth. I feel better. I even like working out in that in a non in in a fasted state because that. And, and there's some some body of literature also implying that you have higher levels of growth hormone during this fasted state. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I personally feel, feel good working out during, uh, while I, uh, before I consume any food, but everyone's different, but this is a, another tool at your disposal. Third tool, which I think is very effective is sticking with whole foods and avoiding processed foods. Easier said than done. I agree. You go through a grocery store, such a huge percentage of what our, especially our children consume is processed. But if we were to reduce that in any shape or form, it could have tremendous impacts. And it could be something as simple as just no chips during the week, no junk during the week. Or don't keep it in the house. That's my that's my favorite hack. Actually, we'll talk about habits at the end. But just don't leave it in the house. So then, yeah, they have it at when they go out for a special occasion, going to a restaurant, but or they're going to a birthday party. But just not leaving it in the house. Get rid of that temptation. Bam. To me, it's a no brainer. And honestly, you reduce the amount of. Uh, refined carbohydrates, seed oils, very pro-inflammatory food, very insulin, pro, uh, insulin type of foods. This is, in my mind, an absolute no-brainer, reducing the amount of processed foods and focusing on whole foods. You're going to start winning. All right, so that's the nutrition side. From a movement perspective, You've heard me say this many times. We've had Dan John and many uh, experts, Deborah Sloan. You got to lift weights. You got to push weight. There's so many benefits for from pushing weight. When it comes to, as I mentioned before, increasing your lean muscle mass, improving your metabolic rate. When we look at the perspective of, say, an ICU physician like myself, when people get sick, what 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 catches up to them? It's frailty. It's that inability to overcome in their, their deconditioned state and allowing you to have that body armor is revolutionary. I, I, I've said many times a story about an older gentleman in the seventies that had a cardiac arrest. If it wasn't for him working out five days a week, he would not be at home with his family right now. I could guarantee you that this is the power that being strong provides. And in my opinion, it's 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 underappreciated, especially as we we age. The other aspects of that is is from an osteoporosis perspective. So for perimenopausal, menopausal women, this is a no brainer. This is something that needs to be encouraged. And, and to be honest with you, I just feel like this is something that we need to talk about earlier and earlier in in our our kids' development is talking about what you need to thrive because this is what we're talking about. All these things here is what I'm talking about, what we need to thrive. Uh, so 
Question weight, it's also some data that links muscle mass and uh, cognitive abilities. So like to reduce your risk of dementia, like it's a lot of upside to, to, to push and weight. And a lot of people find it's intimidating. It's, it's, you know, I don't have time to get to a gym, but we absolutely could do this with body weight exercises. In fact, that just gave me an idea for a post. We'll put some body weight exercises that people could do to improve their muscle mass and, and get involved in weight training or resistance training. The other component of this is people find that it could be very time consuming. And one of the best hacks in my opinion that allows you to get the benefits of weight training and the benefits of adding a cardiopulmonary component to this is adding high intensity interval training. So when I do, when I'm working in the ICU, I don't have much time to do anything. The, I do a lot of focus on high intensity interval training. And some of the benefits of, of this approach is, is impressive. Like it, you'll see a lot of papers saying like the, the, amount of time. So high intensity interval training, for example, I'll give Tabata as an example. So these are intervals where you go as hard as you can or with a specific exercise for 20 seconds, 10, 10, take 10 seconds off and then do, do it for a total of eight rounds. So it's about four minutes. Try that doing kettlebell swings. Try that doing burpees. Try that doing jump squats you will be done. And the benefits of these exercises are shown to be as, as, as good, if not better for ex- compared to extended cardio. And once again, if you add that resistance training element to it, so effective at, and so much upside to this. So that's my, my fourth tip weight training and consider high intensity interval training as well. And I mean, if people want to reach me out offline too, like, a, like I'll do hand cleans for, uh, I'll do hand cleans. I'll do uh back squat, front squat. I'll do deadlifts, all these things that could be done in, in a high intensity interval training. Obviously the key thing is form. You want to make sure that you're working with someone that, uh, like a, a specialist, if you if you're new to weight training, but all these things are within your wheelhouse. Okay, so tip number five: increase your steps. Walk everywhere. Okay, do it. It will only improve. Actually, it'll improve everything. Honestly, your conditioning, your weight maintenance, your response to to, to meals, like. Walking off meals, there's data to support that you, you burn more calories and reduce your insulin response. If you walk post meal, you will sleep better. This is the other thing that's, that uh, I recently came across, and it was like an aha moment. I was listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast, and he interviewed Kelly Starrett, and he said, if most people increase their steps by 20, 25%, which is quite active, so you're 10,000 to 15,000 steps, they, their 
they're gassed at the end of the day. You've exerted yourself more than usual. You're more likely to to have that sleep pressure. And so your sleep quality often can improve by moving and getting those steps in. So absolutely, in my opinion, an easy hack that we could all do, park further away, walk the dog more often. If you've got an excuse to walk to the store, do it. It, it, You'll only benefit. And the last movement activity I'll I'll say, which I wish I did a little bit more of, but the pandemic put a, a... the breaks on this is yoga and why I like what I like about yoga is the mobility aspect to, to if you ask yourself also when you, as you age, you worry about your strength and your frailty, but you also got to be able to move. You know, I got to be able to get yourself off of a floor. And I think yoga will allow this. We also see it. It's impact on mental health and reducing stress. We also see, the the impacts that it could have in terms of being in a community setting. So getting that positive impact when you're doing it uh, together with folks, a lot of, of, of benefits. It's you get strong trap power yoga session or high yoga power session. Oh my God. Makes me want to cry inside. But yeah, this is to me is an, another easy win for folks. You get the cardiopulmonary, you get the strength, get the mobility, get the connection, get the stress management piece. Very efficient way of, of improving your health. All right. And then the last piece, stress management. As my tip number was that tip number seven. Focus on improving your sleep. This is one of the 8020s of health and wellness, sleep, recovery from from sport or from activity, your mental health, your ability to manage stress, your resilience for emotional toll or st- a stressful life, all focuses on sleep. And we do not do it well. We have an ebook out there on how to improve your sleep with courtesy of uh, Kirk Parsley, Dr. Kirk Parsley, but there's so many ideas out there. There's, you know, uh, getting off your screens early, using the blue, blue blocking glasses. We do that at home. Get, get a wind down period, reducing your alcohol intake. A lot of tips out there on how to improve your sleep, staying active. Don't exercise too close to bedtime, but this is a priority for folks. And I, and I think most of us are under undervaluing this. I'll give you an example. Many of you, I did when I was wearing that continuous glucose monitor. When I was post call, so I'd slept about three hours on, on and off, three or four hours. And my glucose relative to other days were all over the place, despite eating well, despite, you know, moving quite a bit that day. And it just gave me gives you the sense of how important sleep truly is to your overall health and wellness. So prioritizing sleep absolutely uh, a necessity. Number eight, practicing gratitude. Something as simple as 
a gratitude journal at the end of the night, just writing down three things that you appreciate and not just, Oh, I appreciate my house. I appreciate my family. Really get into the detail. I appreciate the fact that Kathy brought me some water while I was working, knowing that I probably needed something to drink, you know, like little things that could, that, and details that really you get to sink your teeth in and, and reflect on. And something as simple as that can really impact mood. The studies out there that say you're, you feel more fulfilled. You come into a more, you come into, you present yourself in a more positive spirit. And this is one of the things that when we talked to Megan Telpner on our show with the coherence practice, that was, becomes more and more clear to me is that, that practice of, of gratitude just extends out to making your, your day that much more fulfilling. And it's contagious too. Like when people, you walk into that room and you are fully present and, 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 in a, in a, in a positive mindset, people feel it and only, only positive things come from that. So gratitude practice and number nine meditation. This one, I think you, you read a lot about meditation. It's everyone's telling you to meditate, but I don't know if people tell you why you should meditate, but if you look at some of the data from a meditation practice, certainly you're seeing reduced stress, reduce depression and anxiety by having a meditation practice. But I'll tell you why I like it. Two reasons. One, it forces you to slow down. Like I, I, my meditation practice is very simple. I, for one to two minutes at a time, twice to three times a day, I would just focus on my breath. And you slow down, you your brain shuts off for a minute or two and you're, you're more at peace and having that quiet time just often can just reset yourself, which I I find very valuable. And the second thing that I feel meditation provides at a personal level is it make allows you to be more present or practice being more present when you're with others. So when you're talking to me about why the Oilers playoff run is going to be awesome, I'm there. I'm in it. I'm fully focused in what you're saying. And having that that muscle of focus and, and focused attention really creates magical moments for people around you and yourself, like really being present because so many of us are distracted. We'll talk to, go in a restaurant right now and, and look around and you'll be at a table of four. Watch how many people are actually looking at each other and not their phones. It's crazy times. So yeah, my ninth tip is adding a meditation practice and keep it simple. I, I like using my Apple watch. It reminds me to do, to take a breath, uh, take breaths for one to two minutes. And as long as I'm not in a precarious situation, I'll, I'll try to do that. And I, I feel, and I feel better every time I feel better. 
All right. The last suggestion I have for improving your health and wellness is harness that a sense of community somehow. You need to have that community environment to be able to optimize your your health and wellness because some being a part of something bigger than yourself is so important. You know, during the pandemic we had this opportunity our community was our, our was work where everyone was home but I, I, I had that the group that where we pushed each other, where we were supporting each other and it and it that fulfillment that, that or that truly gave you a sense of fulfillment and, and a sense of purpose and it was fuel. And it is probably one of the main reasons that during that time many of us got through it because of that sense of community. And I think this is something that too many people have been lacking and I, I sense people are thirsty for it right now. We need to harness that. And what I like about community too is it's very stackable. If you look at, say, movement, you jo- you go to a yoga class, you have a, uh, or you have a walking group or, or what have you. Like there's a lot of ways where you could stack it and and kill two birds with one stone. You're part of, for me, hockey, seeing the boys at hockey. You know, you get your exercise for an hour and you get to laugh whether you have a beer or not post. That's that's a a, a great way of, of stacking uh, life. So, yeah, really harnessing that, the ability to have community and and find it which, whichever way. For everyone, it looks different, but um, such an important concept. And maybe just a bonus tip as well is thinking about how to form habits to, to, when when you're trying to create this change in your life any of these tips that I mentioned for it to be sustainable in my opinion you have to feel in love with the process like you got to emphasize the process not the outcome it's got to be easy make it easy in fact, add an award at the end if, if you need to continue. So like, for example, if I want to make sure to work out in the morning, I'll leave my workout stuff right beside my bed. Many of you have heard, I'll leave the kettlebell right beside my bed. I'm making it easy. If I did, if you, for, if, and whether I do it for two minutes, whether I do for five minutes, the fact that I did it is the win. It's, it's, it's not necessarily, oh, I am, not much stronger because I got my kettlebells today, did my kettlebell swing today. It was because the win is that I did it. That's the win. Oh, you, you, uh, I put more protein on my, on my plate today. That's the win. Oh, I didn't eat till 10 o'clock. And yesterday I, I, I had my first meal at nine. I'm moving in the right direction. That's the win. That's what's celebrated. And if it's an award where, it's maybe you get that extra show on Netflix. Maybe you get uh, a night out with your friend, whatever you think might be that might serve as fuel. Adding that reward, in my opinion, could be quite powerful. 
So yes, if you really want any of this to sink in, really thinking about the focus is process over outcomes, make it easy, give yourself a reward to help continue that, that habit and exercise that muscle. So yes, folks, those are my thoughts on how to improve your health and wellness, how to live that optimal life, how to transform your life into something beautiful. But many of you might be already beautiful, you might be winning already, but this is just some of the my thoughts on, on things you might add to help uh, enhance everything, and, uh, to live a more optimal life. So let me know what you think. Continue to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, at Quadcast. Leave me any messages at Quadcast99 at gmail.com. Leave that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And continue to allow us to change that boogie, yo. Change the boogie. There'll be a link to this ebook. I hope you guys will find it impactful. Also, if you haven't already, jump on the Solvent Healthcare Media Quadcast.substack.com. This is where everything is housed, where we could get access to our videos, our blogs, our courses, our books, our discount offers, including Better Help, Higher Health, Good Track. Check out the links in the show notes you won't regret it and yo thanks for listening stay wicked and positive we love all of y'all peace